Hey, welcome to the After Now podcast with Tim and George. Give us a listen. What do you have to lose? Because let's be honest, you've wasted time on sketchier stuff than this before. Hey, Tim. Hey, George. I stayed up all night to see where the sun went. Then it dawned on me. Nice. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I don't know what you did this weekend, Tim. Yeah. But uh, uh, we went to a wedding where uh, where two satellites got married. Okay. Okay. The wedding was just so-so, but it was really good reception. Nice. 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 So <laughs> do we have a third okay. one? Do we have a, do we have a last one to round out the, the mix or is that it? Uh well let's see. Hold on. Uh yeah, no, I got I got one here. Okay, here we go. So uh just watched the the show about beavers. <laughs> okay. It, it was damn good. Uh, okay. Sorry. See, I, I went one too far. Yeah, it generally. And that's how you know when you're done. You know, yep, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to be doing our second recap show. Second recap show, excellent. And, and so this is our twentieth, twentieth uh, episode. Mm-hmm. And um, boy, and and we knew that we'd we'd be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that things would be changing, and that when we did a show, it was kind of like a moment in time, right? And so. Um, I'm just going to go through real quick our, our shows that we've done so far. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, we started with the consumer electronics show. That was at the beginning of the year. Yep. Yep. Uh, the metaverse, what the metaverse was, uh, lot to talk about there. Yep. Uh, the James Webb telescope. Um, beautiful pictures, man. Beautiful oh my pictures. gosh. Wow. Completely rewriting science. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor Hubble. No one wants to. No one wants yeah, right. to like log in the Hubble right. anymore. It's feeling a little lonely. Right. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, um, you've got a Sentra, and I've got the newest Porsche. Right. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Right. Uh, and speaking, then uh, guess. Speaking of cars, the yeah. next one, right? Yeah, yeah. Gas versus electric vehicles, and oh my gosh, things have changed so much from then. Yeah, and we had a very good um, guest uh, on that show too. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it, it's interesting. Um, well, we'll get into that. Right. We'll get into that. Um uh WTF is an NTF. Right. Um, and boy, that's had a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh cybersecurity. Um, every day. <laughs> yeah, every day. Um the uh the alien book. Yeah. Uh, the, Paul Viquet, we're going to be doing a follow up with with uh, with him on on his second book. Another good guest. I really yeah. enjoyed having him on the on the uh, show, and uh, we had we had a lot of good conversations post that show too. Yes, um, we did. We 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 could have made our own show with the conversations after that. So um, I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to having him back on the show. Yep, yep. Um, then we did our, uh, our our murder story podcast that was the one on the on the on the brown's chicken 
Yeah, I don't mean to beat a chicken, but uh, never hey, mind. careful! Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Speaking there's, of there's, chicken, there's laws about that. No, I'm and that's a good thing we don't have video. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then we talked about the uh, technological singularity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, moving forward, right? Well, we're getting there. We're coming to it. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then crypto and blockchain. Mm-hmm. C- kind of quiet on that side, but uh, you know, nonetheless, uh, you know, a lot's being done there. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then we had to look back there, and then uh, digital audio formats. Yeah, yeah. That was really a cool one. That was that was that that was really interesting. Um, uh, then then you did a remembrance of Andrew Fletcher. Yep, and uh, you know um, some good news. Uh, you know the the bands they're getting the band back together, doing another uh, record. It sounds like so. Um, we'll see what happens there. Yep. Uh, then we did the nature of connected nature, and th- this is how plants uh talk to each other yeah this one freaked me out i didn't go to sleep that that very well that night (laughs) i I, it was pretty it's pretty cool though it it, i honestly ties a lot of stuff together yeah you know um and then uh, we did the sci-fi influence yeah part one and part two right yep yeah i I actually i actually listened to those two episodes the other day and uh you know, we kind of abruptly ended part one and just threw some music on the back end of it. <laughs> you know, probably should have said, hey, stick around for the uh, upcoming part two. Sorry, guys. We're, yeah, we're, get, we're uh, getting better. At we're, this, we're, yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. We are. Uh, then uh, our our dumpster dive into uh, online returns. This one, this one was really cool because you had outlined some of the new uh, ways in which... Um, you know, things are being recycled and whatnot too. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, drawing a line in the sand, that was, that was the development in, uh, Saudi Arabia. That, yep. Uh, it's pretty revolutionary. Yeah. And, uh, at the time of the show, we've got three other episodes that are coming up that are essentially, um, in, uh, in the bucket, uh, they're recorded and, uh, they're going to be released over the next three weeks. So, um, but we're not going to talk about those. I don't think we're going to talk about those. Are we? Yeah, we might as well, because this is going to come out afterwards. Yeah, so the science behind the music, right? That's the next one? Yep, yep. And, and that one's kind of fun, because that uh, that kind of, again, took us in a little different direction of why music is, like, so much a part of humans. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, what was the next one? Uh, the energy pivot. That's yes, the energy pivot, which is becoming a, a huge huge thing uh as we see all over the world with different electrical grids not being able to to handle things and the the rush to get power generation and yeah that was very very timely and we we it's funny we haven't even released this episode and it was recorded on 816 about man would you say probably a month before the you know what went down in california yeah and, yeah and, you know we we didn't even talk about power grids the way that media is now covering power grids and we're going to talk about um we're going to we're going to talk about that as well because that there's some really interesting information coming out of california there huge huge yeah and i i i got an overall comment commentary on california both good and bad it's not it's not it's no 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 it's easy it's easy for people to 
take one stance or another. And I, I think that, um, you know, there, there, there's good and bad that come out of it. And, and ultimately it's needed for the nation. Got it. Okay. Yep. Um, and, and then we had the, uh, a really, a really interesting invention that, um, blings things into space. And, and if honestly, if, if I hadn't, if we hadn't explored this, I would have thought that you were kidding. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> so you're, you're referring to uh spin launch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's hilarious. I, the, the, the last part of that podcast was hilarious because we just went to a very dark place. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. But uh, to be fair, um, they were legitimate concerns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. So, uh, you know, a lot of space stuff. So, so, um, you know, we like rockets and outer space and stuff like that. And, and, and a couple things going on during the tape at this, at, at taping, um, the Artemis rocket still has not taken off. Yeah. That was like right. two episodes ago that we were recording things and we're like, Hey, this launch is coming up. Yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't. No, that's okay. No, yeah. that's okay. It yeah. didn't happen. We would rather uh, have them be overabundance of caution. Yes. 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 And then Blue Origin, which is Jeff Bezos's rocket thing, because I think if you're a billionaire, you have to have a rocket company. Absolutely. It's just a prerequisite these days. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm going to ask you guys uh, if you're driving, don't do this. But, <laughs> If you're not, Google Blue Origin New Shepherd. That is the name of of the rocket ship. It's actually pretty cool, you know. Well, well, so Elon Musk was talking about like his rocket designs, and and he goes, you know, a lot of the designs aren't necessarily required for aerodynamics. Right. They just kind of do it to look a certain way, and. Tim, look that up, and and uh, I ask our listeners to do the same. Just just Google, go to Google Images, Blue Origin New Shepherd. What are you inferring here, George? Um, well, you know, it's it's funny you asked Tim, because I have audio from from uh, what people were seeing when this took off. So so I'm going to play that audio real quick. Okay. Okay. Um, and again, uh, this is very sophomoric, so, but too bad. Colonel, you better take a look at this radar. What is it, son? I don't know, sir, but it looks like a giant dick. Yeah. Take a look out of starboard. Oh, my God, it looks like a huge... Pecker! Oh, yeah. Wait, I've seen a word pecker inside someone's... Privates! We have reports of an unidentified flying object! It is a long, smooth shaft, complete with two balls! What is that? That looks just like an enormous... Wang! Pay attention! I was distracted by that enormous flying... Willie! Yeah, what's that? Wow, it looks like a giant wiener. 
Any of you kids want another wiener? Dad, what's that? I don't know, son, but it's got great beef. Nuts! Hot, salty nuts! Who wants some? Lord Almighty! That looks just like my husband's. One-eyed monster! Step right up and see the one-eyed monster! Hey, what's that? It looks like a big... Woody! Woody Harrelson? Can I have your autograph? Sure, no problem. <clears throat> oh, my Lord. Look at that thing. So big. I've seen bigger. That's just a little prick. <laughs> Woody, Harrelson, Woody Harrelson with the, uh, the closing uh, comments. <laughs> yeah. Stolen from Austin Powers, but you know it—it it does look odd. I will give you that. Okay, it, come on, this is a billionaire with too much money going. <laughs> he's throwing graffiti up in space. That's yeah. what he's doing. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, they—they they had they had a little bit of an issue this past week. So yeah, for sure, it's uh you could you could say uh, it uh, blew its load. Prematurely. <laughs> Thankfully, hey, let's let's just be very clear here. There wasn't anybody on the rocket. It was just that's science. true. There was just science payload. Hey, their escape system worked. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, you know what? You're. You, it, I was thinking about that too. It um, it got unstable. I guess there was a fire in 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 the uh, propulsion stage. system yeah, yeah. in the first stage, and um, the top of it popped off, and it um. It parachuted back down to ground. So it does show that if something like that would happen, we're in the past, unfortunately, like it happened with the space shuttle. Yeah. Um, uh, the astronaut astronauts did not survive. This is survivable. So that's right. good news. Yeah, no, for sure. And it, it, it shows, you know, SpaceX is doing the same thing. They've got a, a similar escape system. Um, you know. But it doesn't look as obnoxious. No, Jeez. it doesn't. Jeez, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Were you about to say ridiculous? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was. That's that's the last that's the last joke on that one. Uh, oh my I god. I promise. I promise. At least for me. Yeah, okay. So, um so recapping, okay? From when we started this thing. Um w- one of the first things we wanted to do was how cool science is, how it's driving um just society, the world, and all that stuff. When we first did, we did our show on electric cars, electric versus gas cars in February, end of February. Back then, the big three didn't really have much. They, you know, they had like maybe one offering or two offerings each. <laughs> right. Since then, they decided, hey, 2035, we're going to go all electric. Well, and, that- and this... That year kind of coincides with something, too, though. With what California is saying. Exactly. And so here's the interesting thing about California. I so, brought up California, so George can yeah, go on his soapbox. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. You know, a couple so, episodes ago, you kind of railed on the Detroit Lions, and I just want to want to warn yeah. you about this. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I'm more scared of Detroit than California, to be honest. I love Detroit, by the way. Anyway, so California... It's like, oh boy, this isn't good. They are well-intentioned. They're not always well-informed, okay? So 
the governor said there's not going to be any more new gas powered cars sold by 2035. And there are all these thresholds that like in four years, they got to be down like 45% of the cars have to be electric. And then a couple of years after that, 65% cars have to be electric. New cars sold have to be electric. And then um, there was some government secretary that went there and was praising um, California for its leadership in this new technology and, and leading things all green. And the day she was there, the California public utility asked people to not turn on their air past 78 degree or lower than 78 degrees and do not charge your electric cars. Use the public alert system, actually. I was there in California when it happened. Yeah. So I, it, <laughs> do you see a problem? It, you know, it, it, because it's not, and, and they, I don't know. So it's going to happen. But the problem is, is a lot of these people making these decisions are really pretty people that don't know how to get things done. The problem is, and I think it's more of an optics problem than anything. You know, they just look so poorly informed and just, they they kind of look like they're kind of, um, you know, floundering over one another. Um, you know, like, like you said, one moment they're praising, EV technology and, you know, where they're going to take it. And the next minute they're asking people to cut back on the power grid. But it's important to note that California has really um, gone through really three things in the last, let's just say, 90 to 120 days um, that they don't normally go through. Um, One of them was... um, you know, this continuation of this, this, this heat, um, that, mm-hmm. you know, people, yep. people in, yeah, people in Arizona, people in Nevada are kind of used to people in, uh, West, uh, New Mexico are, are very accustomed to, um, but you know, people in California inland. Yeah, sure. But not coastal. I mean, I was, I was in San Diego and I drove up uh, the Pacific Coast Highway uh, made it through, like you know, Newport Beach and and Laguna Beach and you know the beach cities in Orange County, and I even lived there for. This was a while ago, but I lived there for about two years. Never have I ever um, experienced, you know, ninety seven or a hundred and one degree weather on the coastal side, with like eighty percent humidity. So, you know, it's, that's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, this ongoing drought, which is, you know, that that's the preexisting condition, right? Uh, The ongoing drought, the, the, the weather. And then, and then, you know, early this week over the past weekend that we just had, um, the weekend prior to Tuesday, September 13th, the, the, uh, the day that we're recording this show, they get hit with a a hurricane and they haven't been hit with a hurricane (laughs) in 25 years. So it is cumulative, but uh, I oh it it, it absolutely is. But I get your point. It, it, and the thing is, you know, like we talked on our show last time, you need that area that's like wildly creative and you know always 
pushing things a certain distance, but it needs to be within something that's a little bit more disciplined. And, and I think in the past, there's, there's always been those two opposing forces, right? Right. And now it's kind of all gone the creative way. And <clears throat> if you're going to do that, that's great. But you also should be, if you're doing this for 2035, you should be, you should have, you know, in, for the state of California, uh, six to 10 nuke plants under construction. So, you know, I've been kind of doing a little research on this. And, you know, the unique thing with California is usually traditionally, and that's why I was talking about the pre-existing conditions. And that's why I was talking about the unusual weather. Because usually when California runs into a situation like this, they usually buy power off other grids. Um, predominantly, they usually buy power off of the Pacific Northwest grid, you know, the Washington State, um, Idaho, uh, Oregon area, because you, obviously you're not going to get it from the South, Southwest. You're not going to, because right. we, you know, people in Arizona and yeah, New Mexico. Because too many people there now. We, well, yeah, and we need, you know, we need the power, right? We need, we need to run our own air conditioners. Um, but, you know, a official um, that I had heard uh, do an interview say, you know, quite quite honestly, there's just, you know, there's no power to be bought because everyone out here is using it because of the yeah. extenuating circumstances. So, you know, he reminded everybody, and I thought this was a good reminder, that California's power grid is unique in this, and that's they have an unusually high amount of solar and so what happens is during the day, the solar power kicks in and you're getting all of the sun and you're getting all of this power generation. Um, and then at night, obviously, all that drops off, um, which I thought it was weird when I saw the alert and I saved the alert on my phone. I hmm. thought it was weird because they were talking about conserving energy from four o'clock on. You know, you would think it would be like um, almost the opposite. Exactly. Right? right. The peak time would be noon or something like that. But it makes sense because when you do four o'clock on the sun is going down, your your solar generation is less. And he had said that what happens to offset that downturn on power generation is they've got uh, a significant amount of batteries on grid that supplement the downturn mm. on the power when they, I, I think I heard, I'm pretty sure I heard that the governor approved the um, the notification that went out over the phones, that within five minutes of that notification going out over the phones, the power grid's issues were pretty much over. Um, enough people backed off to, um, you know, uh, allow the power grid to continue to service, you know, everybody as it should. So, yeah. you know... A simple notification, just asking some people to lower their thermostat by a couple of degrees, really did help. Oh no, no question about it. It's the long term, right? And it's the long term and the <clears throat> optics, absolutely. And, and the other thing with um, that many new electric cars, we we touched upon it on on, on the uh, episode where they're going to get the materials for the batteries, and they're already talking about having. Uh, maybe some breakthroughs and battery technology that'll make them lighter and, um, and hold more charge and uh, be more energy efficient and stuff like that. And so um, 
Oh, and technology, and also, technology will get us out of this, I'm sure. Yeah, and a realignment of how you do things will get us out of this as well. I mean, Tesla's already talked about uh, changing their supply chain and inserting themselves in battery production, uh, into the battery production side. So, yeah, your point's well taken. Yeah, and one, one of the other things I was thinking about, it, it's like um, most of the lithium, uh, lithium really comes from four places. It comes from Australia, uh, Chile, um, Argentina, and China. And if we've learned anything during this pandemic, it's about supply chain. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully they come up with new materials. Not that lithium is super rare, not, you know, but um, it is dirty to get it. And um, it's a small number of places. And if, it, um, let's say China wants to uh, throw money around Argentina and Chile, uh, they could have a good portion of the lithium production and then play games with it. Mm-hmm. And I think what I think what everyone found out during the pandemic is nobody likes when anyone plays games. Yeah. Yeah. It's just annoying. I agree. So um so some interesting stuff there. Um and then uh just to keep us moving along here, the James Webb telescope, man. Redefining the, science. Yeah, redefining science. What to say about that? I mean, um every time you turn around so you know, uh, it was blurry, it was hard to see. Um it looked like, you know, um just a little blurry dot, but it, it was the first, what, uh, physical, you know, picture of a exoplanet taken by us outside of our solar system. Uh, obviously, it's outside of our solar system. That's an exoplanet. But, I mean, you know, that's that's something huge. I mean, we're, we're looking at uh, nebulae, and we're looking at galaxies very differently. We're able to finally... Uh, photograph planets outside of our solar system. Maybe it's still only, only one planet, but we know that a majority of the planets that we are getting uh, spectrolysis uh, off of is uh, predominantly water. Um, yeah, which, which changes everything. Really does, doesn't it? Yeah, it really Cause, does. Because yeah, because then that hey, life is possible. <laughs> yeah, salty water and the right temperature. You know, that's why they call it the Goldilocks zone, right? Yeah. So, no, I mean, definitely, to your point, changing the way we look at science. So science books are, they're all obsolete. They're, they're, they're pretty much getting rewritten in terms of the, what we thought the origin of, of the universe was. Yeah, I think at this point, we should just probably make science books like, you know, live content on a, on an iPad <laughs> or an Android device and call it a day. Cause it's just going to have to, every article is going to have to be written every six months to eight months at this point, because we're just learning so much new stuff. It's really a good, good time to, um, as you noted in our last show, a really good time to be alive. Uh, if you're into yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah. A huge. And I, I think a humbling, um, a humbling reality that comes from what James Webb is showing us. Mm-hmm. We're I mean, not as smart as we think we are. Absolutely not. And, and and so if you can extrapolate that what we're seeing and for astronomers and Tim jump in, cause you know more about this than I do. This is, this is the equivalent 
of someone proving that the sun does not revolve around the earth, that the earth revolves around the sun. <laughs> right. 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 Absolutely. I, 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 all the theorems, all the, the givens are, are, are being rewritten. So if that's true with the James Webb telescope, as we get more and more technology, all the things that we knew as fact are going to be questioned. I mean, I think we kind of saw that with medicine and uh, with a lot of different things of uh, we're not as smart as we think we are. No, but you know, we're, 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 we're adding to the, the total sum of knowledge. So that's important. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I mean it in a humbling way so that we keep on looking. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not meant to discourage of saying, oh, my gosh, we're just not, you know, we just don't know anything. Um, but it just means we should question everything. Now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And and so, but, yeah, if you haven't seen the James Webb stuff, it, get educated on it. It's really cool. And then we talked about um, the metaverse, blockchain technology, um, cryptocurrency, and NFTs. Which all kind of relate, right? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. They're 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 kind of all going in the same direction, if you will. Yeah, I mean, and and they're all going to interrelate too, which is kind of cool. I mean, I think the metaverse is going to use blockchain to secure itself, and cryptocurrency will be the currency of metaverse. So of the metaverse. So you know, I mean, I I think that uh, all three feed into one another and uh, you know it's amazing the amount of money that's being dumped into the metaverse and what uh, large companies and small companies alike are you know kind of building into this it's it's really eye opening and it's not something that's slowing down no and i think it's really important if you listen to our to our episode at the time the values of NFTs and crypto in particular were way higher. And since, since then they've really taken a kick in the comas and gammas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them. But if you remember when we were talking about it, we were talking that NFTs for baseball card collector stuff was really the tip of the iceberg for what NFTs would eventually become. Yeah. This is foundational technology stuff. Yes. So, the fact that the NFT market is is crashed, <laughs> um, the crypto market has dropped significantly. It tries to claw its way up and then just keeps on kind of getting knocked down. It is a proven technology. It, it will eventually be the thing. I don't know if Bitcoin is the thing, but they certainly are moving forward with digital coins all around the world. So crypto is going to is going to be the way transactions are handled. Um, NFTs are going to be the smart contracts that are used. Mm-hmm. So don't don't just go, oh, that's a failed experiment. No. These are the brand names for crypto and for um, NFTs are really almost window dressing right now the real stuff is underneath and that stuff's going to move forward. It's a really good way of putting it. It is window dressing. And, you know, again, I look at it from a foundational technology perspective and uh, 
um, and, and everything there is strong. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's it's going to be it's going to be all right. So, you know, um, singularity. Um, we've talked about that before. Um, if you if you sleep too soundly at night. <laughs> Just know that the machines are working their magic uh, every minute of every day um, to uh, to become sentient and to do their thing. And like we said, we don't think they're they're going to be too interested in what we're doing. Um, but yeah, that march is on. Yeah, I mean, April twentieth is when we did that show, and I mean, since then, you know. Tesla has made strides with um, their autonomous uh, Android. Um, they're going to be debuting yeah, it yes. at the end of this year. Um, you know, there's going to be a, a lot of AI work has been done. Um, yeah, definitely that, uh, uh, that, you know, we're, we're, my struggle is, is uh, there was a time when we didn't see rockets land themselves. And there was a time when we believed that electric cars were in the far distant future. And I don't mean to put a spotlight on one individual or one uh, set of his companies. Uh, Elon Musk. A close personal friend. Yeah. 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 Um, But, you know, um, (sighs) He is in a um, uh, hardware mode for UMCU fans. <laughs> so, um, and 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 you can see that uh, you know it's it's it, that's going to be the next thing. I mean, w- how many people will have androids in their houses in the next ten years, uh, or some type of robotic assistant, or something like that, right? Yeah. Sony Sony tried to do it with the dog, and I liked the dog. It was cute. Um, it was at CES for two years. I wanted to buy one, um, <laughs> but quite honestly, it was more than Lola. And like you know, I love Lola, and she brings me you know um, uh, joy every every uh, every day. So I don't know if the Sony dog would do that for me. Um, you can't replace. It's not easy to replace a life form. Um, but you that's know, I true. Th- I think Tesla's going to try. And if Tesla doesn't do it, Tesla's going to inspire someone else to. Absolutely. Well said. So, um, I mean, Honda's been working on it for years. You know, Honda's had their oh yeah division. Um, you know, and um, I don't know if you've seen that new commercial that Honda's had out. I I, I love the new commercial. Um, go to YouTube and look up you know Honda Innovation. It, it looked like a commercial that you know or a marketing um piece that was written for like the consumer electronics show actually which a lot of people wouldn't normally be exposed to so it's cool to see something like this but they were like you know they said that we couldn't do this uh and we've done that and they yeah said, we don't uh, we'd only be a motorbike company or we'd basically be a moped company or something exactly like that. and then they showcase they showcase their cars they showcase their EVs, they showcase their Formula One. One, and, yeah. <laughs> and, the, you know, tying this into the last show we had, you know, uh, showcasing some possible flying automobiles as well. So, um, you know, there's, but Honda's, Honda's most definitely had a lot of robotic and engineering. Um, you know, don't count them out. I think in the next, you know, couple of years, you're going to start seeing more of a, a streamlined of a streamlined robotics in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
it's coming and it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a soft narrative at CES. It really is. Um, there, there have been a couple, you know, AIs, uh, not Alexas, not, uh, series, n- none, of, none of that. These have been other things, um, interactive robots and stuff that have been there and, you know, they talk back, they, they interact with you, they can clean, they can do dishes, stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. Well, you know, I was going to say, hey, it's like a kid, except they clean and do dishes, right? <laughs> so the talking back part. Right. Pretty like spot the, on. This one, you know. Pretty spot on. Nice. I like that. <laughs> um, and then we also talked about um, the the audio stuff. Now, that one was really cool because that's a such a cool hobby to get into. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that that could slow you down a little bit. Yeah. You know, li- listening to, and, and I believe some artists now are kind of putting out more longer form music. Okay. You, you know, we're, uh, hopefully they go back to that. And it seems cyclical. Um, I know everyone's got like the, the TikTok, um, 12 second thing or whatever where it's a, just a, a music loop but that and people start listening to music but it'd be you know take a breath yeah get, yeah. get in front of a good stereo system and just listen to some music yeah the the nice thing though is is that uh you know a good stereo s- system doesn't have to spend you don't have to spend tons and tons of money to do that now you know no the, not anymore i think i think the lesson to be learned from that episode and what's happened between then and now is um you're starting to see a lot more content providers provide quality content. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you get the quality content, you know, you're not trying to squeeze blood from a turnip. You're going to listen to your favorite music, whether, whatever it is. Um, and you know, Hey, um, Sonos today, we were just talking about this before the show announced yeah. a new sub, a uh, baby sub. So you can go and, literally spend a couple hundred dollars on a, on a really good, decent uh, left and right channel sound system. You know, I don't know if you know this, but Sonos actually builds speakers for Ikea too. Oh, really? And it works inside of the, Ikea, uh, of the Sonos ecosystem. So you can go to Ikea, buy these wireless speakers, which are built by uh, Sonos and they work in the Sonos app. Um, and you can pair them with, with things you know, and you know, you don't you don't have to spend tons of money. You can spend a couple hundred dollars on some really good sounding audio. Hell, I don't care. I don't work for Sonos. I'm not pitching their product. Go to eBay, buy used Sonos if you want. For all I care, but the 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 um the point is is that it's more obtainable. Yeah, and if you do buy it at ikea you're going to need to chill out and listen to that music because it's going to take you six hours to put those speakers together <laughs> thankfully they come pre-assembled okay okay, okay. <laughs> one of the few things from ikea that does yeah, yeah. but it does come with an allen wrench because they just can't help themselves no yeah yeah <laughs> they've got it they've got it they've got it taped to the inside of the box <laughs> and there's a little sticker next to it saying we couldn't help ourselves <laughs> swedish bastards no i'm kidding oh here we go all right 
Ah, one mark one more off. Well, you know, <laughs> that's okay. We're gonna be stuck in our houses, Tim, by the right. time we're all done with this. All right, that's fine. Uh, um, and uh, so one of the other things just to throw out there when you're walking around outside, um, really take a listen to that uh, to that episode about connected nature. I don't know why it scared the hell out of Tim so much, but <laughs> man, you're <laughs> telling me that the trees and you know the the bushes and the grass talk to one another and you know yeah. i i find myself going right in my house after i get out of my car you know it's like, <laughs> it's like i look at my orange tree on the side of my house i'm like is that thing gonna whack me or something no i'm kidding it was a good up it was a good episode it really opened my eyes yeah so i and, and again you know what we're trying to do is just um I guess educate people or whatever to look at things a little. We we always say we want you you to have an open mind. Um, maybe look at things a little differently, and uh, and just appreciate how everything's connected. It's kind of cool, not yeah. to be like too hippie or anything. No, you know. no, I don't. I don't think but, it. But I mean, there's science that back it. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's it's not a hippie tippy thing. It's it's a definite science is there, and you know. Um, have a little bit more respect for you know mother nature around you right yeah absolutely absolutely uh then we talked about sci-fi's influence um everywhere right um this is by far our most popular show yeah or episode i should say this is by far our most popular episode and um you know right after we we recorded that um we uh we lost nichelle nichols Right, uh, right. Uhura from from Star Trek, and, and, and we did a nice little thing about her last episode. So, um, yeah, just some really cool. You know, again, it sparks the imagination, and, and hopefully, it sparks some kid somewhere or some old man somewhere to just try something to yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. I mean. Um, I, I thought it was a, a great two-parter. Um, I, you know, we spent a lot of time on talking about a lot of different franchises and whatnot. And I think, uh, you know, that's, that's an ongoing story. Um, you know, sci- oh, yeah. sci-fi is going to be here forever. And so, um, you know, uh, pick whatever franchise you like. Um, you're going to get inspiration from any of them. And there's, um. It seemed like it's kind of renewed. We what we had talked about before was it seemed like sci-fi had kind of stalled for a little bit because technology kind of outpaced our imagination, mm-hmm. and and it seems like with all these innovations lately, um, hopefully we get a little bit better why or sci-fi, um, and. Uh, and we found that that's going to be a driver going forward, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really mad at the world right now because I recently found out that there is actually a paid position for uh, what they call a, um, a continuity consultant. So what a continuity consultant yeah. is, is if you're... A nerdy guy or a nerdy girl or a nerdy woman or whatever who's just watched way too much science fiction. 
let's say maybe they've seen let's pick on a franchise star wars sure let's say you've seen empire star wars empire and return of the jedi 200 times each and let's say you know you've done your stint with the the newer movies too and you know they have a a series come out like the new Mandalorian that just got announced and will be released in I think 2023. Um I think I saw the the trailer for it. Really? They will hire um usually more often than not they will hire a um continuity consultant to make sure when they when the when the showrunners and writers write the episodes that they're not accidentally um breaking canon. Ah, uh, so they're, the timeline is right, and they're not giving away anything that hasn't happened yet or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, like, um, yeah, there, there's a, there's another podcast out there, um, you know, and I had heard about this, and I was just floored, absolutely floored to find out that this position was available that was out there in the ethos and I was not part of it. And, uh, yeah, apparently I'm, I'm, you know, I've got skills beyond what I got skill, what, what I'm currently, you know, doing at work now. So I should probably explore that. Yeah. But you know, you'd be the most annoying guy on the, in the whole. Crew. I really would. I really would. Absolutely. It'd be like, you it's like, no, you can't, you can't do, this. do this. This guy, this guy did this and he hasn't been born yet. God. <laughs> yep. That's how it would be. It would be. <laughs> yeah. It would be uh, a really, it would look, it would look bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be really nice about it. So that'd be awesome. You got to do that, dude. That, oh, that'd that'd be... be cool. Sorry. I saw sci-fi. I had to tell that story. That, no, it's all good, man. It's all good. And then, uh, then we did our dive into the dumpster to uh, w- what happens with online returns, which uh, was really eye opening, man. Yeah, one of the most surprising with me. I just and again, uh, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it because it is really eye opening. Um, and nobody gets scolded because if you don't know what happens to your online returns. Find out, and then if your behavior is something that causes stuff to go into a landfill, change your behavior. Right. Right. I so, really, I really like the um, uh, the time that we spent on the incinerators in. Uh, I in did Europe. too. And uh, you know, not a lot of news uh, since that has come out, but you know, um, that's only because we talked about it more recently and like a month and a half ago and and really all the up-to-date information that we had we just dumped into that episode it was it was really good yeah 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 and and that's certainly i i think that's one we're gonna you know keep an eye on see what happens with that yeah um and then then we talked about the line in the sand which is a really interesting and somewhat controversial development um by the crown prince in saudi arabia which uh I think it's going to be a pretty cool experiment, but uh, has some uh, some concerns as well. And, and uh, you know, we we stated in in our in our podcast, it's one of those things that is seems like a really good idea on paper for someone else. 
So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how much of it gets built, if it all gets built, uh, what it's used for, what the experience is like. It may be so. the world's largest social experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Because nine, nine million people are supposed to live in there. Um, it's definitely a cool concept. And I'll tell you what, if we ever have to live on another planet, it's going to have to be something that looks like that. So let's see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. But let's be honest, as long as there's a Starbucks every 500 feet, people will be fine. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah, as long as the pumpkin spice doesn't come out till, you know. I already it. had the the pumpkin spice latte. It's already, you know, PSL's here, man. So it's here to stay for the next three or four months. I know. Um, no, yeah, I know. And it's good. You it know, is anyone, good. Anyone that's annoyed by it, I think is annoyed because they know it's good. Yeah. And, and they're like, really? This, when they drink it, they're basically, you know, kind of surrendering the idea of, you know, summer's over. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, but um, <clears throat> then we talked about music. Why humans um, respond to music. And if nothing else, hopefully there was a, uh, an appreciation in there. You know, we get into science a little bit, but music is fun and music speaks to us. And we kind of go into it of why that is, but experience different music, you yeah. know, experiment with it. And, and you, you'll be surprised. You get used to the music that you grew up on or that's comfortable or that, that, you know, is familiar but experiment and listen to some stuff. I mean, I found some some really cool stuff, and oh my god, what is that? You know, and um, so have fun with music. It that that that's one of the, it, one of the few art forms. Well, pretty much, I, I think the biggest art form in terms of of really tugging at emotions and stuff. So yeah, I I like the how you went into the math of it as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and if if people are like, ah, oh, music doesn't affect me. I I challenge you to watch Brian's song and at the end when that music starts up tell me you're not crying. Hey, you know um that's a great movie. Yeah, the original one. Now they made a remake. Whether whether you're a Bears fan, Chicago Bears fan or not, that's a good movie. Oh, it's 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 yeah. It's a classic because it's not about the bears. No. It's it's about love. It's a story about love. Yeah, for sure. It really is. It's awesome. And um a, a little tidbit, my aunt worked for the bears at the time. And uh Dude, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. She was she was George Hallis's personal secretary. Are you uh, kidding me? No, no, no. I I I got a picture of George Hallis signed in, in a big one. Uh, in in my office here. In what uh, world we've known each other for twenty years? I, you I know, know the Bears I know, fan. I'm sorry. The level of Bears yeah. fan I am. I'm gonna take this microphone and throw it through a window right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Your your mom was the no no my aunt your, my sorry, my aunt, your aunt yeah. was the yeah administrative assistant for George Hellas. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know who George Hellas is, he was uh, his family the house you know the. the the family uh, essentially owns the Chicago Bears. Virginia McCaskey, the McCaskey family owns the Bears, but 
Uh, Hellas was a big part of that. Uh, he was uh, the coach. Started as a player coach. Started as a player coach. I mean, basically made the organization into what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, a lot of history there. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we we could actually do a a whole thing on on the Bears because it just the stories of um, she knew Brian and Joy Piccolo, Gail Sayers, Walter Payton, um, whole deal, whole deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we definitely um, we definitely can do an entire episode about the Bears because Walter Payton taught basketball at my high school. Oh, Um, really? I actually. I, I wouldn't say that I knew him. I would say that I was acquainted with him and our paths crossed over the years. Um, obviously he unfortunately passed away. Um, yeah. but, but, um, there's a couple funny stories there. Uh, I actually interviewed with Gail Sayers at Sayers Systems, which is a technology, you really? which is a technology company in Chicago. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, and it was an absolute <laughs> blast, even though, um, you know, uh, it didn't work out and, you know, uh, he went left and I went right. Um, it was one of the best interviews I've ever had. And, uh, what, what a great guy. What a great guy. All right. So the future episode on the Chicago bears. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. No so... Packer fans allowed. If you want to go and, <laughs> you know, listen to that podcast, you'll be barred from it. Well, we we might have to um, get approval from from the owner, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> wow! For those of you that don't know, last uh, last year, uh, Aaron Rodgers was getting a bunch of crap from fans and stuff, and he scored a touchdown and yelled at one of the fans, "I own you" or something. So right. a bunch of memes came out afterwards about Aaron Rodgers owning the team. There's, there's there's a little there's a little bit of a rivalry between <laughs> oh Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. We, two we of get, the oldest franchises, you know. Two of the, yep, two of the oldest franchises. Yep, absolutely. So, um, so so yeah, so that well, I don't know how we got on that, but anyway, um, we completely oh, yeah, went. Song. Yeah, we completely went off the rails. Is what happened there. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, that's to love us, right? Because yeah, that's absolutely. what we do. And then we talked about um, this flinger, <laughs> this space flinger, flinger. Which, which we thought was going to be like, I, I, honestly, I thought it was going to be like a five minute conversation, but it was fascinating. Are we, are we, are we skipping? I know you're dying to talk about the, uh, the spin, you know, spin launch, but are you, are you going to jump right over our energy requirements, our energy oh, pivot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Why am I forgetting that one? Because yeah. you, uh, because you love the spin launch so much. And it's I do. Great... Well, the spin launch is so ludicrous. I can't believe someone actually built the damn thing. <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> so go yeah, we're yeah, gonna go dark yeah, again on that thing, aren't we? No, no, no. It's just freaking <laughs> hilarious. Um. So no, but but the energy piece. Yeah, we really talked about the energy piece, and, and this was just this was before any of the blackouts or. Right. or any of that stuff um we just saw it coming right and and eventually the you got it, it's just scotty in the in the in the in the heart of the enterprise cotton i'm giving her all she's gotten you know yeah. the rest of the world is kirk saying more power uh so that's a good uh, scottish well, in in you know that's a good Scottish, uh, you know, accent you have there. I oh, was, thank I was, you. I was impressed. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, but but it's and again, science will figure it out. 
Yeah. But clearly, there are things that can be done now rather than having, you know, a few years of really crappy times because we're behind the eight ball. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, what was it, South Korea? Um, I mean, after we did that that uh, episode, I think, I think uh, researchers in South Korea got one of the fusion reactors up to um, a really high heat point and... Uh, you know, I mean, temperature-wise, and that yeah. was a that was a milestone. Another milestone broke, uh, in in on the path for us going to to fusion. Yeah, and that's going to be so huge. And you know that, um, there has to be a point where a technology like that happens, and it doesn't get mucked up because of profiteering. You know. Uh, it, it, there's there's going to be a tremendous amount of resources that go into developing a fusion reactor. No question about it. Um, but that is the clean energy source. Yeah, you know, here and here it is. Uh, Korea's artificial sun is what they call it. Artificial sun reactor has made headlines. This was five days ago. This week by officially uh, sustaining plasma at a temperature of 100 million degrees Celsius for huh. more than 20 seconds. That's pretty crazy, man. I love the name. And, and there's no, and there's no, there's no like bad stuff at the end of it. There's yeah. no like nuclear waste or anything. Yeah, it's called K Star. What a, what a great name! It's like the yeah. Death Star, but for good. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a device reached an ion temperature of above 100 million degrees uh, Celsius. That's 180 million degrees Fahrenheit. Um. They stopped it after 30 seconds because of hardware limitations. Uh, it uses magnetic fields to generate and stabilize ultra-hot plasma with the ultimate aim of making nuclear fusion power a reality. That's awesome. Um, and that's a hell of a lot hotter than the sun is. So, Yeah, so it's good for creating energy and popping corn. <laughs> so. um, for those of you who are wondering... Um, it ran seven times hotter than the sun for almost 30 seconds. Oh, my God. I would say um, if any of you people are fans of the 80s and um, you like the movie Real Genius, um, what a great popcorn popping opportunity that would be. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, just, I'm yeah. just taking your popcorn popping idea Thank you. to the next level. Thank you. Instead of and, lasers, and, you know, let's use some some fusion reactors. And fusion, uh, and just to describe what it is, it's it's a um, like Tim said, with using magnets and a whole lot of science, it's creating a chain reaction um, that produces this energy and this heat. Um, and I, I think it tries to mimic the chain reaction that the sun ha is going through. Um, but there's no, you don't need a catalyst like plutonium to do it. Right. Right. And it's basically taking, you know, two lighter atomic elements and combining them to form a heavier nucleus. Right. I mean, that's why they call it fusion. We're not mm -hmm. splitting an atom. We're fusing an atom. And, uh, and that releases energy. The process of that releases energy. Yeah. And and so 
Um, that's why it's clean, but also you really got to be careful when you're doing stuff that's like seven times as hot as the sun, because that'll leave a mark. Yeah, I mean the 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 concern there, and I don't know how much of a concern it is, but you know, like when we were when we were testing um, atomic weapons and and nuclear weapons. And and we were doing it open air in in the atmosphere. Yeah, we we weren't completely you know, seventy um, percent of the atmosphere is comprised of you know nitrogen, uh, and and then you have hydrogen obviously in there. You're you're a little concerned that you can catch that on you know spark that right. Um, yeah, yeah, they didn't know. They didn't know, and and so okay, but. Nuclear weapons are one thing. F- fusion reactors are something completely different. They run much hotter. So the concern is, all right, well, if if we're going to expose that to our atmosphere, would that potentially do something? Probably not. Stick around and find out. We'll see. Right. It, or cause a black hole. Stop it with the black hole. Well, that's well, that's a concern. Well, <laughs> well, you know, because the, <laughs> they're... They did this where in Korea, and I know that they're they're doing it like in at CERN, and I know that they're they're having experiments here. But <clears throat> you're right; they don't know what's going to happen. And you know, at, at some point, there's probably going to be a you know, uh, sh- should we should we should we get cause the fusion reactor to go? And you know, there's going to be a guy that's going to go, yeah, let her rip, tater chip. Go out, see what happens. <laughs> so, Oh. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to just throw it there. There are there are things on this beautiful planet of ours possibly sitting between be, uh, underneath the Swiss Alps that could possibly you know create a micro black hole. But fusion reactors are not one of them. Okay, my mistake. We no, got nothing to worry about. No, well, <laughs> we got nothing. We got a lot of <laughs> to your point. What we could got, go wrong? We got, <laughs> see, it's when you ask that question that the the shit hits the fan. So <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. That's All right, now on to your most favorite episode. I think uh, spin launch. Yeah, spin launch. We're just gonna fling stuff into space. So, uh, in, in, <laughs> the the theory behind this thing is. Um, it's basically a, a, a big arm in in this enclosed case, and it spins really, really fast, and it's closed off, so it, it spins in a vacuum, so it doesn't create too much heat. And then at a certain point, it just flings this thing out, and it breaks like this barrier so that it breaks the vacuum, and it's supposed to shoot this thing into lower like do what the first stage of the rocket does right exactly right and uh what was it like 80 miles or something like this thing's gonna <clears throat> it's fast me. it's super fast it's super fast it's just gonna fling this sucker out there and um and then at some point the then the rocket it, it, or whatever's supposed to take it the rest of the way um and of course you can't have people in there otherwise they'll turn into a can of Campbell's soup, you know? So it's just for stuff for right now. Um, yeah, but not, it gets rid of the whole rocket stuff. Yeah. Not, phase. not, non-human payload. 
not not yeah. appealing to me. And yeah, and, and and George is right. You know, it 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 spins it around. You know, it's we're talking about five thousand miles per hour. It it basically leaves the containment building, which is um. Which is which is uh, vacuum sealed, so that's why there's two doors. There's an inner door and there's an outer door. And then, you know, um, somewhere um, up above, right? Um, you know, you uh, one, once it's released from the building, um, a second stage takes over and gets into orbit. And yeah. and, and so of, if it's a lot of stuff going on, it's a lot of stuff going on, and they built one. It's 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 not full scale, but they built one. How cool is that? It's cool, and you know I thought it was pretty funny because, um, you know, uh, there was. It, it, not only is it cool, but there was a there was a CNN, um, uh, interview, and a you know like a show done on this. And they were talking to, um, you know, one of the professor, professors of aeronautics and engineering at MIT, uh, Oliver Weck, uh, or, or, or yeah, it's Oliver Weck. And he was saying, I'm, I'm trying to th- remember the conversation. He was basically saying, to be clear, uh, and I think this is, I could say I quote, right? Because I remember this. Yeah, yeah. He goes, to be clear, humans will never go into space on spin launch rocket. Um, you know, the G-forces would literally would easily crush the human body. So, yeah, we're 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 just launching satellites on them, and and they have to be satellites that are that are really designed for the G load that the system would put on it. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be fun to watch, man. That's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, and, and if you want to hear Tim and uh, George and Tim go into a, a a really dark place, just listen to the, <laughs> yes. the episode at the end because we were we were talking about what ifs. Yes, and how could you not? Absolutely. Um, so we're done with 20. Um, hopefully one of the things you take away from, from our, from our chats here, uh, is is a sense of fun. Hopefully you're having as much fun as we are with this. Um, and and you're learning stuff and, and it'll spark some, uh, um, something in you to, to research or create something. Uh, again, we want people to have that open mind so that you're not boxed into one way of thinking, because I think if any of the topics is, especially on this show have shown is things that we thought we knew, we just don't know. Yeah. And we weren't even close. So if you go in that with that open-mindedness, you know, it, it uh, it's going to open up so much more for you and uh, you'll be a cooler person. Cause you won't be so angry at everything because, because you're, oh, you know, black and white uh, and all that. Um, and, 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 you know, Tim and I talk about this all the time. This really is an amazing time to be alive. Yeah. You know, we just wanted to do a positive show too, because, you know, we're so tired of the doom, doom and gloom all the, all the time. Absolutely. It's no fun. I'm looking no. forward to the next 20 shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hopefully you're enjoying them and, and we're going to have social media out there so you can, uh, tell us what, what's good, what's bad and what's ugly. There's a lot of ugly. Oh, yeah, but we're not showing video, so that's okay. Thank God. Yeah, I know Ayo. for them, right? Hey! <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we haven't ruled it out, but 
we're going to need to get a little bit more popular here, or uh, Tim and I are going to have to start an OnlyFans page. So, <laughs> so don't you don't want to see that? We don't want to see that. Yeah. So, so tell your friends. Otherwise, we're, that's what we're going to have to resort to. That that would be interesting. We should do that anyways, just to, just to be just to do it for fun. You know what? I that'd be hilarious. It would be. I don't, right. think, and, I don't think anybody from Detroit would visit it, though. I think you really, <laughs> really pissed them off like two episodes ago. I, well, I, you know what? I, I probably did, uh, mostly with that Matthew Stafford joke. That's what but, I was saying. You know, but, I mean, kick a man while he's down. Kick a team while they're down. Ouch. I, I, I know, but they're used to it. <laughs> the, the good thing is that this is not another sports talk you know, podcast. No, that's true. And it's not tagged as sports, so. Yeah, we're not tagged as sports, so. So, they probably won't even know. I mean, I don't really think people in Detroit listen to sports radio anyways. So, Why would they? Exactly. It just gluttons for punishment. Right. Gee, uh, we still suck. <laughs> wow. And on that note, <laughs> we're going to be looking towards the next 20. And, uh, yeah. we're gonna be... and I'll be in, in uh, witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Tim. Bye. <laughs> Bye, bud.